Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode in our uh, Growth and Empowerment podcast. I'm Dan from Rad CrossFit. I'm here with Ernie, a licensed psychotherapist and member at our gym, Rad CrossFit. We're going to continue our conversation. This is the third part of our three-part series. But before we get started, just a little bit about Rad. We opened in 2012, and we started as a fitness uh, CrossFit company just to coach people in fitness and we evolved into coaching people in nutrition and as we helped people we realized a lot of people are in their own way sometimes with their you know mental uh, you know fortitude and we started coaching people in how to create more awareness around it and and get out of their own way so this three-part series is talking about the mindset aspect of training and uh, we've been talking about creating awareness uh, around the fact that maybe you're holding yourself back and today uh, we're going to discuss some strategies and and some examples that uh, we have and we encounter as coaches and therapists uh, to to help people get to the to, to achieve their goals and um, not just in gym but some some real life examples mm -hmm. and we could see how these are all connected so Ernie just a quick intro of yourself welcome sure. again Hello, thank you. Um, so my name is Ernie Ponce. I'm a licensed psychotherapist with a private practice and an office in Great Neck, New York. Um, seeing people in person and still conducting um, virtual or phone uh, psychotherapy as well. Um, been a member of Rad CrossFit since 2018 and I'm wholly embracing um, the fitness mindset and, and recognizing how fitness plays into our mental well-being as well. And, and like you were saying, Dan, you've been saying all this all throughout in all these podcasts that we've been doing, mindset is key towards making the fitness aspect of, of what we do a lifestyle and not just a, a, a thing that we do and then suddenly it fails. And, I think we've all known people and you've probably had lots of members show up they come in for a couple months and then all of a sudden they disappear and, and the same things happen right. with me and with with um, clients that come into my my practice they're looking immediately for give me things to do right. give me strategy to do and let me just focus on how I need to change my thinking how I need to, to change my behaviors and while that can work to a certain extent if we're not getting at the core, and that's, I think, what we've been talking about for uh, a period of time. Here. Yes. What are we doing in terms of addressing our belief systems? What are we doing in terms of addressing our values? What are we doing in terms of changing our mindset, mm -hmm. you know, going from the fixed mindset to the growth mindset? Right. And, you know, if you're listening to this for the first time, I encourage you to go back to the first part of this three-part series and listen to those two episodes because... For us, you know, and what Ernie's saying is, I have people that I'm coaching, and they've gone through this process with us of coming to the consultation, talking about their goals, figuring out why it's important, figuring out what's stopping them, and acknowledging and making sure that they're willing to overcome these challenges or these barriers that are in their way. And Ernie and I often encounter in just conversation when people figure out, I'm a, yeah, what do you do? I'm a coach. Yeah. Uh, Ernie, I'm a therapist. Those people immediately say, oh, maybe I can ask a quick question, mm. you know, right. and get that secret uh, recipe, <laughs> whatever it is. And it's, uh, you know, what's the, what's the secret, Dan? You know, and it's, for me, in that moment, I have to determine, is this conversation worth 
(laughs) going through and i know that sounds horrible but is it is it worth it for me to and i want to help everyone that's the thing Mm -hmm. i want to help everyone um you know but when i start asking questions you can start to uncover does this person have a goal is this person aware of the fact that maybe they have a limiting belief is this has this person acknowledged that limiting belief do they have a growth mindset do they believe they can make this change do they have a willingness to do the work mm-hmm. and and oftentimes people come to us and they they think they're willing to do the strategy mm-hmm. <laughs> they have they, everyone's listening is probably like, I'm willing to work I'm willing to do the, do the things I need to do but they haven't gone back they haven't taken responsibility they haven't evaluated what it is that they want they haven't evaluated whether or not what it is they want is aligned with their own values and beliefs mm-hmm. and um, we're going to talk today about just how to how to go about taking those next steps. So today, our conversation is assuming that you've listened to our first two episodes. You have a goal. You're aware of what's holding you back from achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. You've acknowledged and you're you've you've humbled yourself to say, you know what? It's time for me to take responsibility. It's time for me. To say, okay, I I caused this. Maybe you want to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then saying, even though I know I'm stuck and I want to get better, I have a growth mindset around this. I firmly believe I can make this happen. At that point, saying I'm willing to do the work, mm-hmm. and that's where you are. If you're listening now and you've listened to those episodes, you're at that point where, okay, I'm ready for the strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know what to do next, right? right? So... For us, it's that consultation. You know, we talk to the people, we get them to their goals, we we show them how to work out, we show them, tell them what our program is all about, and we tell them this is what's going, this is what's going to work, this is what we know will help you. And at that point, they have a decision. Okay, I'm, re- I'm ready to commit. What are the membership options, right? Mm. Um, so, that's the fitness part of it, right? Is there anything, Ernie, that you're thinking about when it comes to working with your clients that might ring a bell? Yeah. Um, so. I'm going to go back to actually what you graciously offered last session about your experience, you know, as a child um, with, 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 with racism right. and your neighbor that, yeah. that, that would make these racist comments and racist behaviors towards, towards you and your family. We're going to go and, right for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the idea was that this lingered with you, and mm-hmm. correct me if, if I'm making any mistakes or missteps with, with what I'm, how I'm going to try to summarize this, is that that perhaps fostered a sense of insecurity within yourself for a period of time, for, for a stretch of time until mm-hmm. you were saying it, just about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, so we say if we were going to go from age seven to when I feel like I resolved it, and I'm still working on it, but really had a, a breakthrough was 30 years later. Mm-hmm. I was 37 last mm-hmm. fall, you mm-hmm. know? So we're talking about 30 years of a pattern repeating itself. Right, right behavior pattern repetition and that falls right into the world of, of psychotherapy so I recall saying to you in the last session in our last um, podcast that in your work in your reflective work you were able to go back and <laughs> excuse that's my cat there you were able to um, you were able to Reflect back on that experience, but not be the child. Right. Right. You're able to pull yourself out into this objective perspective, the seat of the observer. Right. 
And from there, you saw the perspective from a, from a non-judgmental, compassionate place, your experience, your brother's experience, your mom's experience, everybody's experience with that. Mm -hmm. And from that higher state, that state of grace, that state of being in the seat of the observer, you're able to be compassionate and caring towards yourself. It was really a, an element of self-care and self-love. Mm -hmm. And from that space, you're, you're able to heal that part of your, that, the foundations of some of that insecurity that you felt. Right. And able to move through it and ultimately past it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always going to be a work in progress. Of That's course. what I tell all my patients. Of course. You know, so let's, let's dive into that. Well, so, so, so there's, there's two parts to that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's getting to that space. Mm. Getting there. How do you get there? You know, and, and, and if we could, if we could, if we could compare it to something as simple as um, showing up for a workout, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for me, that was, um, you would say, you could call that my trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And trauma, you know, everyone's trauma is real, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, that was, the, that was the pattern that was repeating itself for me. We have members that come to the gym or even, a, let's say, a nutrition client. Mm -hmm. They have patterns that repeat. Mm -hmm. They stop off at Seven Eleven to grab the junk food, mm, right? Okay. Even though they, they they should change it. They right. they I was always aware of my insecurity. Mm. This person's aware that this habit is no good, mm. right? Um, but we have good intentions, right? Our intention is, you know, when we when we go for that snack or my insecurities brought me to spending money like an idiot when mm. I don't have any mm. to have the fancy stuff, right? Mm. So I, if I have the fancy stuff, I could fake this, mm. right? I'll feel okay. better. Right. The, the client who stops off at 7-Eleven, knowing that this is not good for them long term, mm. me spending you know, with, without any regard for, for my savings is, is not good for me long term. Mm. You know, that, that, that for me was, was the, you know, you, you, you see the, the parallels to how simple it can be, but the, the mechanics of it are very similar, right. you know, right. um, these patterns that repeat themselves, mm -hmm. you know. So um, how do I get to that place of pulling myself out of that mm. and saying, okay, how can I be that observer? How can I look at this and, and give myself the compassion that I need in that moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to make a better decision for me long term? Right. Right. Um, and, and, and there's a three-step process that I go through. It's, 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 it's how you use your body, you know, your mm. physical body, breathing. Mm. What is the language that's going on inside of your mind? Right. You know, and, and how do you visualize or how do you, how do you uh, future pace what you want? Mm. Because, you know, if we, if, if we stuck on a pattern, it means that we're using the past mm -hmm. to, to create what's going on right now in this moment. But the past is done. It's over, mm. you know. And a lot of people work towards the future to create this this reality for themselves that doesn't that that doesn't exist. And we have we have the gift to be able to create it, right? Yeah. But if we're recreating it over and over again, we're just living in the past, essentially. That's right. You That's know? right. So um, for me, the strategy of getting to that place where I can I can have that that um, just just remove remove the the challenge of what's it called. I don't know, just being in it, I guess, yeah. uh, is, is about controlling the body, the language, and, and really visualizing. So, right, right. Um, so it, it comes down to, can we 
enter a space of true consciousness mm -hmm. to what we were experiencing right. internally, emotionally, mentally. Right. Right. As opposed to just being anxious and acting anxious, being insecure and acting insecure, being angry and acting angry. Right. To be able to step back and say, what am I feeling right now? Right. I'm angry. Right. I'm upset. I'm rageful. I'm jealous yep. whatever the case may be mm -hmm. and in, in in the crossroad world I, I can relate this back to myself when i first started i recall being anxious mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times in the beginning saying i don't know how to do this and i'm watching guys that have been doing it forever mm -hmm. you know beasts out there mm -hmm. like you know john ardine and joey bazil yeah. you know they're just killing it and i can't do that and there's the i can't right and because i've never experienced it and I'm, I'm feeling insecure and i'm feeling anxious right it, for me, I recall utilizing my training and saying, okay, what am I feeling? And more importantly, you just said it down. The, our physical reaction, our physical senses typically tend to be the cue mm -hmm. to what we're feeling. Right. So anxiety can manifest itself in tightness in the chest, a constriction in the throat, you know, increased heart rate. You know, us feeling heated, like a uh, like like we're overheating. Rage can feel like you know our muscles actually tense up. Right. Um, our our jaw clenches. We're, we're gritting our teeth. Mm -hmm. And if we can become more mindful and, and say, okay, my body's doing this. Right. What does that mean? What does that actually mean that I'm I'm feeling and I'm experiencing from a mental and emotional place? Exactly. And then when we're starting to create and open up the doorway to greater consciousness and being very mindful and being very present that then gives us access to be in as i said before this the space of the observer the space of being able to witness and experience all that we're experiencing from a place of compassion and non-judgment non-judgmental behavior right and they, that's this is why people say oh exercising is so good for your mental health mm. because you're putting yourself it's a planned state of anxiety mm. right <laughs> you you're, you're going to a workout you're going to feel anxious every time you're going to feel nervous you're going to have all these things pop up you're going to work out and at the end you're going to feel like oh my gosh that was okay that yeah. was good and it right. felt good long term right. and the more you experience that the more you can deal with the road rage on the road mm -hmm. or or the insecurity of because that's what it led that was my journey mm -hmm. you know working out taking care of my body going through these workouts where i was nervous seeing <clears throat> that it was safe and having those same symptoms show up when i felt insecure right felt like this isn't right this mm -hmm. isn't how i should feel you know I, f I know I can get past this insecurity. Mm. I know I can. I know I can resolve this. And being able to more and more in my workout learn not just to manage my stress, but to understand that this is natural. Right. This is something that's supposed to happen. Using it and 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 getting excited about it. I mean, the, the feelings of anxiousness are the same feelings you get when you're excited, right? right. And um, for me, when I feel insecure, I'm excited because I feel like I'm going to experience something brand new mm. now, you know? Mm. So that's a reframing right. of the experience. Right, okay. right. So, so you know, and, and, and now it, it's, it's a feeling of, okay, it, you know, I, I don't like being complacent, right? Mm. So if I feel like I'm nervous, so those, those, those exciting nerves, are showing up it means i'm going to grow i'm going to get better you know yeah. that's that's the meaning i've created from it right okay so that's uh that's uh so and we have the same exact 
example of someone who's going to do, and we kept talking about the one rep max mm. back squat. Right, right. Right? If they show up to the bar slumped, their breathing is shallow, you know, and they're saying, I can't do this in their mind, and they're not visualizing properly, they're not going to make the lift. Mm-hmm. But if you're knowingly practicing that at a barbell, mm. you're standing tall, take three deep breaths, using I am statements, I am powerful, I am going to crush this, or mm. whatever it is, mm. and visualize yourself finishing the rep, right. approach the bar like that, right. approach life like that. The, 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 that is, is, is very, very good practice for real life. Mm-hmm. Go into a job interview that way and see how well you do, you know? Right. So that's the strategy, I would say, if you're going to work on it, breathing, body, language, empowering statements, visualization, seeing yourself accomplishing something, mm-hmm. and go with that, mm-hmm. you know? Make that a regular practice. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. I was thinking about that, and I want to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. There can be us, all of us, myself included, that the moment we do a visualization, and it could be anything, CrossFit, mm-hmm. uh, job interview, um, asking someone on a date, whatever the case may be, that we visualize perhaps success, we try to give ourselves empowering statements, but then there's this, also this other part of us. Right. Mm-hmm. That 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 the, the, the insecure part of us, the inner critic, that's a part of us that says, "No, you're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that." Um, whatever kind of disempowering language winds up creeping back in, and I think that's where, going back to what we said with, with the client or the patient that immediately seeks strategy. Right. Tell me what to do. Right. You're not addressing initially those belief systems that still linger with the inner critic, the inner anxious one, the inner judge, the inner child that feels unsafe. Um, And if that isn't addressed, then long-term sustainable change proves that much more difficult. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we we find ourselves not succeeding unless we're first addressing that. First comes that foundation, and then comes the strategy, and that's the recipe for, for true success and, and true self-empowerment. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, it does involve going into and seeing, okay, the intentions. Mm. What are the intentions of this inner critic? Mm. Right. You know, if, if, um, if we sit there and we bash that part of you and say, they just hold me back and, mm. and, and blame that part. You know, you're absolving yourself of all the responsibility instead of saying, okay, there's got to be a reason that I'm doing this. Mm. What is the inner critic's intention? And intention, the intention from any part of you is always good Right. at the root of it. And that's why when you come to me and I coach you, I'm going to ask you why it's important. Because mm. when we uncover why it's important, we uncover values. Right. And typically, that inner critic is trying to fulfill a value. Right. It may not be doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. but it's trying to resolve something you know for me the insecurity right my inner critic was just trying to keep me safe that's right a so, lot of times that's what they're trying to do yeah protecting us protection right you know but it, it, it in a dysfunctional way. right right and 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 having that 
conversation and this is what are we talking about we're talking about having conversations with ourselves we mm. sound we sound crazy but no this is this is part of self-parenting this is part of giving yourself that love that connection um giving yourself the care that you need and the care that i needed in that moment was to say to that part of me that i know you're just trying to keep me safe mm-hmm. but there's this other part of me that's doing the same exact thing right but in an empowering way right it's 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 having that conversation with yourself when you're sitting in front of the 7-Eleven parking lot like I know you're trying to give me comfort mm-hmm. by getting this Snickers bar mm-hmm. whatever it is right mm-hmm. I know you're trying to give me comfort but the other part of you is trying to give you comfort by getting healthy taking care of your health improving your health markers losing the weight getting confidence all of those things are more beneficial than this one moment of comfort from the Snickers bar Right. Um, so being able to get there is, mm. is, is super important. And then right. having that conversation is, is really important. Okay. So I'm going to dive into one of the workbooks I use relative to addressing these different parts of ourselves. And, and this is a very specific uh, psychotherapeutic approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I found I really enjoy utilizing it. And I've seen a lot of my clients really benefit from it. And I think you have as well. So let's dive into it, you know, with the inner critic. And I'm going to talk about what the inner critic might be feeling emotionally, what it might look like from a visualization perspective, um, what it actually feels like in our body when the inner critic is, I love to use this phrase, when, when that inner critic is driving the bus. Mm. You know, who's driving the bus in terms of us? Is it the inner critic? Is it the inner child? Is it the inner judge? Or is it our true authentic selves? Right. Um, what that inner critic is saying to itself, and I, I, um, how it makes us behave, and what it wants. Okay, and to to what you said about what it wants, it is ultimately trying to protect ourselves. Right. Okay. So, the inner critic. What it might be feeling emotionally is that it's angry. I'm angry at myself. What it might look like visually um, would be the harsh parent, the critical parent, the critical mom, the critical dad. Uh, what it feels like physically in our body when that inner critic is, is really driving the bus of our life. Um, as I said before, it might be like a tight jaw, tension in our arms, um, in, in, in our chest, a contracted chest, um, just overall tenseness, uh, elevated heart rate, um, what the critic is saying is you didn't do well enough. You're wasting your time. You're lazy. You're a failure. You see, you're not succeeding. You will never succeed. And it makes us behave in a very agitated, disorganized way. And what it really wants is to find some place to get something done, but ultimately it really is trying to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. What is it protecting ourselves from? The inner critic is protecting ourselves from the possibility of having somebody in the outside world start to criticize us. We'd, be, we'd rather preemptively attack ourselves than face it, face that criticism from somebody else. Right. So, so we come at ourselves that way. And then we go, see? I couldn't succeed, so why am I even going to try? Right. I'm not going to bother trying again. I'm not good at this. If we can 
enter the space of the observer and just say, ah, who's driving the bus? I see you. It's me, that part of me that is the inner critic. And here I am, myself now as an adult, that has some training in how to be more mindful, how to be more conscious. I understand that you're there to serve a purpose for me. But there are other parts of me right now that are in on the bus as well. And they want to take a turn right. to drive. Mm -hmm. There's There's me, the nurturer. There's me, the wise one, the sage. And we're all going to take turns. And we're ultimately going to consciously blend ourselves back together into this unified holistic person and we'll move forward yes you're there my inner critic mm -hmm. i know you're trying to protect me but let's all go in this on, on this ride on this journey together yeah you know that finding that common ground mm. for all three of them is very important mm. to, to, to get the inner critic on board it's got to know that you have the same agenda, right? <laughs> right. right. Um, you have you have um, clients you work with, right? Um, any anything coming to mind where where you've had maybe like a like a something you'd share? You know, we can stay anonymous with it. That that mm -hmm. might that, that that exemplifies what we just spoke about because this yeah. is very powerful stuff. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So I'll 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 identify three clients, no names, keeping it very anonymous. I might change actually their genders as well, um, just to keep it purely anonymous. But there, I have this one client that that I've been working with for a period of time now, and we we unearthed for him that growing up as a child, he was always viewed as the black sheep. Of the family ah you're always screwing up you can't get things right you're not getting things right and it imbued in him a sense that okay you want me to be the fuck up I'll be the fuck up mm. and how did it manifest itself from an unconscious place early in his life substance abuse you know um, the, the family has a history of, of, of dealing with of struggling with alcoholism and, and his substance of choice was, was um, you know, stronger drugs. And he had to go through levels of rehab and come to terms with the fact that there was this inner voice, the inner child, the inner critic, that was repeating what he learned, what was modeled for him from his family, not just his parents, but other family members that said, this is your role. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the black sheep. And, and he was fulfilling that, you know? And it was keeping him in this role, keeping him to a certain extent protected in that role, which meant that he didn't have to push himself to do better. So how did it manifest itself? It manifests itself as self-sabotaging behavior that until ultimately he learned, I can't do this anymore. You know, the, the, the pain of keeping things the same was too painful and much more painful than actually trying to enact change. So the, the pain of change was, was more tolerable than the pain of keeping things the same. You started to look and understand, well, of course I had this belief system. Of course I had these devaluating, disempowering value systems because that's what I learned. This is how, what was modeled for me as a child. And knowing that, knowing that that was part of 
what makes sense from a normative behavioral standpoint, he was able to then look at himself, look at his past from a less critical, less judgmental place and say, okay, that happened. Now, as an adult, having this knowledge, I can choose to be different. I can choose to reframe my entire experience now moving forward. And I actually had him have a conversation. I did this in one session with him. What would you want to say to your inner critic, your inner child? And it was a very powerful, very emotional session. Um, and it ultimately comes down to forgiveness and self-love and self-care. He happens to go to a CrossFit gym and he actually mentions that how does it even manifest itself now in the present day? If he does a no-show for a gym, he starts to project onto the coach and onto the other members uh, what happened. He didn't show up again. You know, what's wrong with that guy? This is purely in his imagination, in his thinking about what others were thinking about him. Everybody else, in reality, didn't have that thought. Right. They were happy when he would show up mm -hmm. because it, that is the community of CrossFit, right. typically. But you can see how the belief systems from initiated and founded in, in childhood even manifest itself now in an unconscious way until we gave it greater consciousness and he was able to say, oh, they're probably not thinking that I'm a loser for not showing up, that, right. that you know, that I, that I, they're probably not being critical of me. And can I really embrace that? Right. Because first he has to embrace the fact that he should not be um, and chooses not to be critical with himself. So that, that's a very key example. You know, and as a coach, you know, I'm coach CrossFit and I coach nutrition and, and a lot of my clients come to me now for mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why I love working with you, Ernie, because when it gets to that point for me where it's, okay, this is beyond the scope of my training. Mm -hmm. Here's a licensed psychotherapist. You could talk to him, get a therapy session, have mm -hmm. a conversation, see where it goes, right? But a lot of times with my clients, it goes there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. When did this pattern begin for you? Right. And looking back and reflecting, and it's it, a lot of people might be listening now and saying, you know, I'm thinking of things in the past that, 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 mm. that happened and this pattern that started, and, and I'm, I'm stuck in this pattern. You know, and for me, you know, I'm thinking of two clients in particular. One, um, you know, is fearful of, she values certainty, right? Mm. And, 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 the growing up her father was always negative right mm -hmm. and and the negativity came and she, she is aware of the fact that the negativity came from a space of just trying to keep you safe mm -hmm. you know um but but this person my client has dreams of of of, of creating a business um going into real estate and, and 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 that voice inside of her head is saying that's not certain mm -hmm. that's not safe it's good. You don't have enough money for that. There, there's a lot of, the, and these are the conversation in a nutrition coaching sessions that come up mm -hmm. because we, you know this is where it goes, right. you know. And then I have, I have another client who same similar to to the um, the example you had where they cancel and they don't show up, and, mm -hmm. and then they're worried about what this person thinks of me, and the insecurities come up, and where did that begin for them? And mm -hmm. it's a conversation of okay, in middle school, you know, I wasn't the most popular kid, and mm -hmm. to make friends, you know, it was very hard, and 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 these conversations come up all the time. 
right. you know. Um, and, and, and for me, it's beautiful when someone is willing to go there. You know, right. we've, we've, uh, we've established a, a lot of trust in each other and, and, and he, he or she feels safe enough to say, I'm willing to go back to that experience. Okay, I'm willing to be vulnerable. Right. And I'm willing to, to, to go through a, a visualization or, right. or give myself what I, what, I, what I needed in that moment right. so that I could break this pattern now. Right. And I want to interrupt with that by saying something. You said, I'm willing to be vulnerable. I want to re reframe that and rephrase that. I'm willing to show strength right. by being vulnerable. Right. I think a lot of people misassociate vulnerability with weakness. It is not weakness. Right, right. It is strength. Too. I'm willing to show strength by being vulnerable at this moment. Mm -hmm. Of course you have to be safe and know that you could, your vulnerability in front of other people, those other people need to be in a position of, 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 of acceptance of you. Yeah. You know, um, we're, I'm not condoning people be masochistic <laughs> and open up their hearts to everybody out right. there. We have to first ensure that we are in a safe space. Yeah, okay. and we're, we're we've, I feel like we are going down a rabbit hole. Vulnerability is such a powerful thing to have a conversation about. Mm. You know, a lot of people do see it as a weakness. Mm. And you squat, and you're under that barbell, and it's a lot of weight, mm. and you've never done it before, you're right. vulnerable. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. It's the same exact thing. As, as you feeling insecure, it's the same as the exact thing. As, same exact thing is you having a fear of the uncertainty. Right. It's the same exact thing as you having that insecurity of oh people are going to judge me. You're vulnerable, right? And that is life, right? You know, you you, you and that's this is the thing that I coach is, a, is okay. You want to you want to know exactly what's going to happen twenty four seven. You want to live the rest of your life that way. That's that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, but, but living is all about that vulnerability. It's all about being courageous and saying, I don't know what the heck is going to happen, mm. but I'm going to give it a shot. Mm. You know, And that, that's not to say doing it recklessly. It's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's having the courage to do the things that, that make you experience life. And I know right. that we've, you know, you're experiencing life when you squat, you're experiencing life when you work out, you're experiencing life when you overcome these insecurities you've had from, from when you were young. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, we did go down uh, a little bit of a rabbit hole, but bringing it back to strategy, right? right? Yes, yes. Bringing it back to, okay, I hear what you guys are saying. I'm with you. You know, if you're still with us, you, you've been vulnerable just by listening, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you're, you're taking action. Right, exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so what are some things that we could we could leave this episode and say, okay, I'm gonna try that. From my perspective it's it's body. Mm -hmm. Listen to your body. Right. When those when the when the restricted breathing comes up, your heart right. rate goes out of control. Tell yourself this is normal. This is not, you know, not that it, it, this is, this is what will happen, you mm -hmm. know? It's understandable. It's understandable, you know, and you can get control of it. It's like, I just, I just sat up in my chair. Mm -hmm. you, could, that's a, you could do that. Mm -hmm. Sit up in your chair, stand up, do a power pose, do a superhero pose, mm -hmm. take three deep, long right. breaths, get control of it. Right. First step is body. Mm -hmm. Check in with that body. Right. Get it on board. Mm -hmm. Two, language. The simplest thing you can do with your language it, language is just to start using positive 
language. Mm -hmm. I tell people this all the time. You know, if something negative comes out of your mouth, it's fine. Right. The more you become aware of it and and stop it, Mm -hmm. the more you'll replace it with positive things. I've been doing this thing for the last month where everything I say and write is in the the affirmative. Mm -hmm. So I used to write in my journal, um, don't judge people. Like, Mm. don't be judgmental. Mm. When I changed it to be optimistic. Right. I changed it, just the writing. Yes. Be optimistic. Right. And I made it even more powerful by writing, I am optimistic. Right. You know, I see, you, you know, we all go through this life seeing things, right? Right. But if we're looking for not being judgmental, we're going to be judgmental. Exactly. But if we're looking to be optimistic, you, you open your eyes. Right. Your eyes are way open for right. that. Right. So just try stating things in the affirmative. That's two. Right. One body, two language. Mm-hmm. Three, visualization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Visualization without, without the details. Mm-hmm. Because when you become two details, you don't see. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So when I visualize, I'm usually disassociated. Like I see myself. I'm not seeing it through my eyes. I'm seeing my physical self. Mm. It's very vague. It's mm-hmm. not colorful. It's not bright. It's and it, it's just it's just a quick part of what I want to see. So if we're coming back to the squat, I'm visualizing myself finishing the rep, mm. racking it. Mm. You did a great job. Mm. And um, you know th- those three things are some some of the most powerful things you can begin to practice now. Do it before a job interview. Do it before going to work. Do it before going to work out. You know. Um, do it when you you could do it when you feel anxious when you right. feel stressed when you feel insecure any of right. these n- negative qualities that come up right. and that would be my strategy and takeaway from today yeah for you um, I don't know Ernie if there's anything ringing a bell for you yeah absolutely um, if I could I'm gonna use the analogy of, of sports and then take it into the analogy of like um, a couple Mm-hmm. you know and their approach towards each other so um, I'm an avid skier you snowboard yeah okay so you ever tried snowboarding in the glades through the trees yeah okay <laughs> what do we visualize well first off as, as we're you know um, up above the trees or the glades about to enter the trees or the glades right what do we do we check in with our body right maybe we take a couple of deep breaths you know, we calm ourselves down if there's anxiety about this we acknowledge the anxiety. We know that the anxiety is there to, to a certain extent to keep us safe and keep us protected. Um, and by acknowledging it, we go through it. We breathe a couple of deep breaths. We, we center ourselves. We ground ourselves. Visualization. Well, first language you said, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to succeed in getting to the bottom of this run. I will succeed in getting through the trees. Mm-hmm. Visualization. Now, here's the trick. A lot of skiers and snowboarders do when, when they go through the through glades or through the trees they don't look at the trees Mm -hmm. you look at the trees you're going to hit the goddamn tree right right? you're looking at the spaces between the trees yes and you're visualizing yourself skiing or snowboarding between between the spaces and the trees visualize the path Mm -hmm. right and then you're able to take action right and and that's a recipe for success a very specific recipe for success for a skier or snowboarder couples in couples therapy or in in when, when, when a partner wants to say something, and in the past, when they brought up this particular topic, they know it's ended up in conflict and argument, you know, and 
they're anticipating a negative outcome. What do you do first? What I always suggest to my clients, first take a step back, breathe. If you're starting to feel yourself becoming physically tense, jaw clenching, heart rate rising, all that stuff, take a couple of deep breaths. What's the language we're gonna use? And I actually tell my patients to practice the type of language you're going to use, mm -hmm. you know, in having this very difficult conversation. Visualization, the visualization of trying to enter the space of what's my partner thinking? How can I be more empathic to my partner, understand where they're coming from, and then from that space of empathy and compassion, can I also be empathic and compassionate towards myself and understand what I'm going from, coming, you know, the state I'm coming from. And if I can convey that to my partner, they then are able to enter a state of empathy and compassion mm -hmm. towards me. It's a win-win kind of a situation. Yeah. Then you start to take the action, have the conversation. If it starts to feel, get heated and, and tense and agitated, can we pick up on the physical cues that I'm starting to clench my muscles, I'm starting to grit my teeth, I'm starting to hear myself think about what I want to say next, as opposed to actually listening to what my partner's saying, right? right? So th therein lies the three-step process um, and from, from a sports perspective, and I think from a from a thera therapeutic perspective. Yeah, and I think these this three step process. I don't know if we said this. It's it's literally about controlling what you're focused on. Right. Right. Because if you're focused on all of the ways it's not going to work, mm. it's just not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. There's right. there's not much you could do without being able to, and that's the that's the that's the first step to mastering. Your own life is, mm -hmm. is, is controlling what you focus on. And, and a lot of times we allow the body, we allow, we allow our external environment to control our focus mm -hmm. right. and keep us limited. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's going back to my client on the first episode who never saw herself lifting over 145 mm. in the back squat to now squatting 165 for reps. Mm. You know, and it was all, it wasn't that she wasn't physically strong enough. It's that she was just focused on not doing it. Mm -hmm. We worked, let's focus on what you can do. Right, right. <laughs> and if you've been working out with me for a long time, you're, you've heard me say that all the time. Let's focus on what we can do. Let's focus on our own internal resources. Um, and, and from that space, take action. Right. And it's okay, here's the meal plan. Here's the fitness plan, you know, right. here's the plan for you and your husband to get, um, you know, to practice together to, 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 I don't know, resolve mm -hmm. whatever we're working on, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, know that this journey doesn't end. Right. And which is why me and Ernie and I were talking about this before. This is the third part in our three part series, but it's just the beginning of the yes. conversations that we're going right. to be having because, uh, there's so much, those, there's so much that uh, is involved in empowerment, in 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 getting getting better or improving the quality of our lives. You know, which is why we have this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, um, we're definitely going to be doing more. Mm -hmm. um, we've created a foundation of of this mental aspect and what's going on, and giving you a strategy to begin to work on. But there's plenty more to talk about. Uh, and if you enjoyed these episodes, for me 
Specifically, you can go to radcrossfit.com, fill out our contact form, get in touch with me. The first step to, to getting started with us is a consultation. I'm going to talk to you about your goals. What is your goal? I'm going to talk to you about why that's important. And then we'll talk to you about what we could do to help you achieve that goal, close the gap. You know, and when it comes to anything as far as you, anything that resonated with you here and Ernie, Ernie can tell you exactly what's going to happen if you get in touch with him because both of our contact information information are going to be in the show notes. And Ernie, thank you so much for being here. Thank Let them know Dan. how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, um, through the show notes, uh, you, you're going to be posting this on Spotify, iTunes, so, you know, all, all, all the basic places you listen to podcasts. Um, all my contact information is there. Um, and we're just going to have a conversation. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And the goal for everybody should be the idea of creating the best possible version, most authentic version of ourselves. That's that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, and our goals are so aligned. That's why we love working with Ernie. Um, you know, we started again coaching people in fitness. All right, let's work out. And we realized we've got to help them with their nutrition. How What are mm. they doing in the kitchen? And then it's, they're holding themselves back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how do we how do we get out of our own way to realize our own strengths, mm-hmm. realize the life that we can create inside of the gym so it lends itself to what you're doing outside of the gym. So if you're still with us and you're listening, uh, join us for the next episode when we release it. Um, mm-hmm. Check out our old episodes if you haven't listened to it or get in touch with us. Thank you. Thank you.